All right, everyone, from that clickety-clack sound, it's time for TV Oblivion, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 31, season two. Today's date is February 21st, 2023, and a welcome to the show. So here is today's lineup. Uh, from the 1940s, uh, late, late 1940s, that is, uh, I will talk about the TV variety series, The Admiral Broadway Review. From the 1950s, the television sitcom, The Betty Hutton Show. From the 1960s, the, the animated series, The Ant and the Aardvark. From the 1970s, the television sitcom, Angie. From the 1980s, the uh, TV crime drama, Booker. From the 1990s, the television sitcom, Grown Ups. And from the 2000s, the TV crime drama, The, the Forgotten. So this will be an interesting show. So I'm glad you're going to join me, and this will be fun. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Gaines Prime Dog Food. (laughs) I remember this. This was a dog food very popular in the late 60s and 70s. So here's a commercial from 1972. So sit back and enjoy. I'll be right back with the show. Thank you, everyone. Margot, our prime puppy, is eight and a half months old now, and she's found a new friend. You're a good dog. You're my friend. Margot's really grown into a big, lovable pup, and she's done it exclusively on Gaines Prime and Prime Variety with individual beef, chicken, and liver flavor packets. She's got three different meaty dinners to choose from. Prime, beefy pack and variety pack for a taste dogs keep on loving. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Gaines Prime Dog Food. I remember this very well. It's the same thing with Gaines Burgers. Uh, still, being, still being made to this day. You know, very popular. But dog food has changed. You know, they're more organic, more... Uh, I don't know if they come in cans or something like that. Uh, I don't own a dog, so I have no idea. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of the program, I gave you the lineup for today's show, so let's get started. Okay, so from the late 1940s, I will talk about the variety show, The Admiral Broadway Review. Okay, and it was a live variety show, and this ran for uh, 19 episodes, premiered on January 28th, 1949, ended June 3rd, 1949, ran for an hour. Uh, it aired on two networks, uh, on the NBC and the Dumont network and, uh, had, uh, what consisted of the show was, uh, it had music, comedy, uh, probably uh, singers, I, I would imagine, but mostly it was, uh, dancing as well. And, uh, it was, uh, it was shot live uh, at a theater, no longer existed. Uh, it was called the International Theater in uh, New York City. And uh, what's what's very uh, special about this show is that the, it's the first time that Sid Caesar and Imogene Coca, which later on went they went on to uh, perform at your show shows. 
but this is the first program they were uh, they performed together. And uh, Sissy's her hosted the show. And after that, after the show went off the air, uh, show your show shows uh, debuted on February twenty fifth, nineteen fifty. Of course, the sponsor of the show was Admiral. It's a competition of uh, RC, uh, TV sets, like, for example, RCA or Zenith or, let's see, Philco. I uh, can't think of other ones like that. And uh, the reason they canceled the show is because of the demand of the television sets that Am- Admiral provided you know, from their manufacturing company. And it just reaches capacity. So that was it. <laughs> Uh, there's some, there's some episodes on YouTube if you care to uh, watch, if you'd like. Uh, there's also, uh, I don't know if there's, uh, episodes on DVD. I I don't know. I have no idea. So, let's see. So right now I'm going to pay, I'm going to play the introduction of the Admiral, uh, Broadway Review, and when I come back, uh, I will talk about a little about Imogene Coca. It's be very interesting, and she was a funny lady. I loved her a lot. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Broadway Review, brought to you by your Admiral dealer, the man to see for Admiral dual temp refrigerators, Admiral electric ranges, Admiral radios, phonographs, and magic mirror television. It's the Admiral Broadway Review, Hollywood.
Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the uh, introduction to the Admiral Broadway Review. And uh, I forgot to uh, fail to mention about a couple of things. Also in the show starred March Champion and Gower Champion. They were the dancing duo. Uh, they performed in a lot of movies, uh, like those huge mu musicals back then, probably in the 40s. Uh, they were wonderful. I really did. And also one of the writers of the show was Mel Brooks. And then he went with uh, Sid Caesar and Imogene Coca to your show of shows. I think he did. <laughs> or I'm, I'm mistaken. No, he did not go. I don't think he did. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but the director, Max Liebman, I know he did for sure. He did follow them. As for Imogene Coca, uh, she was a very funny lady. Uh, she was born on November 18th, 1908. And... Uh, of course, she starred, her famous uh, role was in uh, Your Show with Shows. Uh, she performed uh, comedy skits with Sid Caesar. Oh, they were the best. Oh, they were hilarious. I've watched a few when I was younger on television, also uh, on YouTube later on. Yeah, some, some of the shows are on DVD, if you like. And then she continued acting. One of, his one of her famous roles was... Uh, that I, me growing up, that is in the seventies, was she played Aunt Jenny for on the Brady Bunch, <laughs> and uh, she was great in that, and uh, she was also in National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> I saw that show. That that movie's silly. It really is. I I don't know. It's uh, it gets to the point where. Uh, it's like, why? <laughs> and then she had her own TV show. And, uh, well, actually a couple. One was uh, the Imogene Coca show, ran for one year from 1954 to 1955. She had her own sitcom called Grindle from 1963 to 1964. I, uh, I don't remember it, but uh, I remember read about that. Uh, I watched a couple episodes on YouTube. It's pretty good, but uh, it doesn't last very long. So... And then uh, she was married to an actor named King Donovan. And uh, that was her second husband. Her first husband, uh, his name was Robert Burton, but he died in 1955. And she passed away on June 2nd, 2001, of Alzheimer's disease. Well, that's a shame. So her work lives on. It really does. Okay. Next up, we have uh, the Betty Hutton Show. And this is from the, and this is from the 1950s. And this uh, show premiered on October 1st, 1959, ended June 30th, 1960. It was in black and white uh, on CBS. Aired for one season, 30 episodes. It's 30 minutes of come. And uh, it starred uh, film actress Betty Hutton. And she had her own TV show at the time. And uh, it was uh, she played a character named Goldie... Appleby, but sometimes the, the title of the show went by Goldie. And sometimes when it was syndicated, it went by that. It was sponsored by General Foods, Post Cereals, and it was produced by Desi Lu from Lucia Ball and Desi Arnaz. So the plot was uh, Betty Hutton, uh, as Goldie, she was a showgirl turned manicures, manicures, you know, does your nails. 
One of our regular customers was a man named Mr. Strickland, and he was played by David White, who we all know from Larry Tate from Bewitch. And after he dies suddenly, uh, Goldie discovers he has left everything he owns, uh, including his $60 million fortune and his three and his three children to her. So he was, uh, he looked, that means that, uh, in his will and uh, the children were a boy and a girl so in the cast were uh Gigi Peru as Pat Strickland I remember her from Brady Bunch she's uh, the teacher that uh, Greg Brady had a crush on you know in math also uh Peter Miles as Nikki Strickland also there was Jonas Joel I don't know what it is uh, oh I, maybe that's uh that's another uh, child. Uh, his name is Roy Strickland. Also, there was Tom Conway. You remember him from the uh, Falcon movie series. Let's see who else. Uh, there was an actor named David Gavin Muir. He was an actor. Play Hollister. Probably a butler, I guess. Also, Norma Varden. We all know, as Aunt Louise, we all remember her from Mrs. Johnson from Hazel. <laughs> Also, Jean Carson as Rosemary. We remember her as one of the fun girls on The Andy Griffith Show. Oh, she was great. I love that. And also, Joan Shawley as Lorna. She's famous for uh, one of uh, who played Buddy Sorrell's wives on The Dick Van Dyke Show. Pickles. Okay. So, uh, I've seen a couple of, uh, one or two episodes on YouTube. Uh, he was okay. Betty Hutton is, uh, was a fine actress and uh, not a great comedian, but uh, she was great. But I loved her in her movies, like uh, Annie Get Your Gun. She was great in that. And there were some other movies that, uh, as, a, as well, well, I'll mention in a moment. Right now, I'm going to play the theme song for the Betty Hutton Show. When I come back, I will talk about Betty Hutton. Okay, so, so just sit back and enjoy. Thank you. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to the Betty Hutton show. Uh, right now, I'll talk a little bit about her. Uh, she was born uh, Elizabeth June Thornburg on February 26, 1921. She was uh, an actress, appeared on stage, film, television. She was a dancer, a singer. She did it all. And uh, she did uh, appeared on the stage, also a few shorts. Uh, in the movies from Warner Brothers. And uh, her famous role, well, uh, one of the roles uh, she starred in was The Fleet's End. And it was in Paramounts. And that starred Dorothy Lamour and Eddie Bracken and William Holden. And uh, she also appeared in Starred Spangled Rhythm. And... Uh, she was also Happy Go Lucky that came out in 1943. Also, co and she, then she co-starred with Bob Hope in Let's Face It. 
I remember this movie. That was very good. Her most famous role in movie was The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. That was released in 1944. That was directed by Preston Sturgis. Uh, that was kind of controversial at the time, but but it was a good movie. I, I liked her a lot. She was great. Also, she starred in And the Angels Sing with Fred McMurray. Excuse me. Uh, Here Comes the Waves with Dorothy Lamore again and with Bing Crosby. And they were huge hits. And uh, also she had a recording contra contract and she recorded records. And uh, she played Incendiary Blonde in 1945. And uh, let's see, also in the Stork Club. 1945, Duffy's Tavern. I think that's based on the uh, radio series of uh, that. And uh, there were so many. And very, uh, very, there were a lot. And then her next big hit was Annie Get Your Gun, which came out in 1950. Now, this is a movie that uh, was going to start Judy Garland, but she dropped out. And then uh, Betty Hutton, uh, Took her place and it was retooled and it, it started with uh, Howard Keel. You remember him from Clayton from Dallas. <laughs> and it was a big hit and uh, it was great. And she starred up, and after that, uh, it was the greatest show on earth. She was uh, in that. And then uh, then she uh, didn't appear any, uh, anymore, not much. And then, then she got the offer for the TV show. Uh, that Lucio Ball and Desi Arnaz offered to her and to start her own show with her own title, The Betty Hutton Show. Uh, didn't do very well in the ratings. So, And then uh, then she started in a few guest starring roles in the TV uh, shows like The Great Show on Earth, Burke's Law, and Gunsmoke. And then uh, she disappeared for a while. And then... Uh, I remember when she returned to the spotlight, she was on TCM and she talked about the re-release of Any Get Your Gun because it was, I don't know, there was some, I don't know, copyright thing. And uh, she and she was a guest star. And she talked to uh, Bob Osborne, I think Robert Osborne, that is. And I watched the interview on that. It was She was great. She sounded the same. She was wonderful. So that was, that was wonderful. It really was keep saying wonderful twice. <laughs> I apologize. And then she passed away on March 11, 2007. And she lived at the age of 86. And uh, she lived a very colorful life. <laughs> you know, and uh, she on the, on the in the interview, she also talked about her marriages, her what was going on in the studios and all that. So it was, it was fine. But uh She's not well known right now to today's audiences, but uh, unless you're a movie, a big, huge movie fan, you would know who she is. And her movies are still played on TCL. So uh, when you have a chance, go watch them. She's very good. Okay. Next up from the 1960s, I have the Ant and the Aardvark uh, theatrical shorts. <laughs> I love this. I love this one. Uh, it, were, it was produced by D. Patty Frailing, Frailing Enterprises, the same people who created the Pink Panther. And uh, this ran from 1969 to 1971. Uh, yeah, it was released in the theaters, and then it would, appeared on 
I believe on NBC, yeah. Uh, it premiered on television with the, uh, with the new Pink Panther show. And uh, they were great. They were funny. Uh, it's still funny to this day. I have them on DVD. Uh, and the voices of these characters are hilarious. Actually, it's just one voice. I'll tell you in a second. And uh, so it was uh, kind of like... Uh, you know, the aardvark is uh, pursuing the ant. He wants to eat him. And by doing that, he would be inhaling like a loud vacuum cleaner sound, you know, like that. <laughs> he didn't have a name. He, his name was aardvark. Okay. And uh, it was played in syndication for a long time. It disappeared, but, uh, but it's still well remembered. It really was. And uh, the voice of the of those characters was John Biner and uh, John Biner sounded like Jackie Mason <laughs> he was imitating him, but it was John Biner, John Biner the comedian and then the ant he was imitating like Dean Martin it was the same guy so he boy that must have been tough for him you know, doing two characters but maybe he pulled it off so that's great and uh, he, the ant living in an ant, uh, like in an anthill. He had, uh, I remember it was uh, like furnished apartment. I think it was, you know, he lived very comfortably. I don't know where he got the money like that. And uh, he was always hungry. He was always like that. One or two episodes I remember fondly was one where uh, the ant was eating vitamin pills and he bulk up. You know, and he, you know, he had big muscles, and he tried to fight with the aardvark like that. The other one was uh, the aardvark, and there was a dog involved, and he was chasing the aardvark was chasing the ant, and the uh, the, the bulldog was chasing the aardvark, and they both and both of them landed in a hospital, and uh, they fought with each other when they all had broken legs or something and uh, injured, and then I remember. The aardvark tried to hit uh, his uh, cast, the bulldog's cast, and he just smiled, and he didn't, no emotion, nothing. But he put a fake cast. He really does. Hilarious. And uh, so he, uh, another episode was when the aardvark landed in a hospital, and he had spaghetti, and he didn't like spaghetti. <laughs> It was, it's, it's a funny cartoon. I love it. So right now, I'm going to play the theme song for the Anthony Arbrook. When I come back, I'm going to talk about John Biner, the famous comedian. Okay? So sit back and enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to the ant and the aardvark. Oh, I love that piano. Like that. <laughs> it's kind of, it's fun to listen. Uh, John Biner, he's a comedian, does impressions. He's still acting, as far as I know. Uh, he was, uh, he made early in, uh, appearances on the Ed Sullivan show. 
and uh, probably appeared on D. Martin show. Uh, also sitcoms, he appeared on Get Smart. And uh, he did an impression of uh, President Linda B. Johnson, also the chief of, of Control, played by Edward Platt. I remember that episode very well. Uh, he had his own show uh, in syndication called Something Else. It was musical variety. Then he called. Then he had the John Biner Comedy Hour, his own, and, which starred uh, Super Dave Osborne, portrayed by Bob Einstein. And he also starred in The Odd Couple with Tony Randall and Jack Lugman. I remember those appearances. So that was funny. That was funny about that. And uh, also appeared several times on the Carol Burnett show. I remember that. And he would talk like Donald Duck. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. Uh, one appearance on television, he was on Maud, and he played uh, B. Arthur's cousin. And he was a super, he was a superhero. And he was, you know, he was, it reminded me of Underdog. He was very meek and quiet. And then he got into uh, his superhero costume. And then he scared all the ladies, you know, with Vivian and Mrs. Nogatuck. <laughs> that was, that was funny. I uh, like that. Uh, let's see what else he appeared. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he, uh. He did the voices for the uh, Black Cauldron by, from Dis, from Walt Disney, and uh, yeah, as far as uh, right now, he's still acting to this day. You know, not not frequently, no, not like that. And uh, he was oh, he was also on Soap. He played Detective Donahue. I remember that. You know, he was pursuing Jessica Tape, <laughs> like that. And also, he performed a show called Bizarre, and that was, uh, it was airing in Canada. It showed on Showtime, and it ran for six years. He was a host and a performer, and there were other shows, and I forgot about that. I've seen once or twice. I, I don't really remember much of it, so so he, he's a very talented man. He really is. Okay. Next up, we have, from 1979, the television sitcom Angie. Ah, this was one of my favorite shows uh, growing up. Uh, didn't last very long, but it was its theme song and the show it was very popular, it seemed, but then the rains fell and it went away. So, uh, so here's a history of this. Uh, it premiered on February 8th, 1979, ended September 4th, 1980 on ABC. Uh, aired for 36 episodes and uh ran for two seasons and it dark and starred donna pescow you may remember her from saturday night live <laughs> and uh robert hayes you remember him from airplane <laughs> also the 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 most wonderful lady on television, Doris Roberts, everyone's mother or mother-in-law. <laughs> she played uh Donna Pascal's mother. And uh, also in the cast was Deborah Lee Scott. She played uh, her sister. Also, there was Diane Robin. She played Dee Dee. Uh, she was in her first season. Tammy Lauren. Remember her from Homefront? She was there for one season. 
Also, Cheryl Spenman, she played uh, uh, Robert Hayes' sister. And there was Tim Tamerson. He played Yanni or Yanni. He played like a hairdresser when they were working in a coffee shop, but then they uh, later on they moved to, to a beauty parlor. I'll get to that in a moment. And uh, let's see. So it was set in Philadelphia at a coffee shop. And then uh, Donna Pascal's uh, character's name was Angie Falco. And then she met uh, a pediatrician named Bradley Benson. Very, a very rich family. And, uh, but uh, Angie lived with her mom and uh, Teresa Falco and younger sister Marie Falco. And uh, their father walked out on the family a long time ago. Uh, Teresa ran a newsstand by herself. And she still, Teresa still waited for her husband to come back. He always set a plate, a place setting on the table. Well, he didn't come back at all. Also in the cast was John Randall. Randall. Uh, John Randolph played the father of uh, Brad's. He did that. He was there, and then in the then they got married, but they eloped. And then uh, then they had a wedding after that. And then uh, Brad, Angie's husband, bought the coffee shop, and now Angie was the owner. But then in the second season, uh, they banned, abandoned that. Then they opened the beauty salon. And then uh, Dee Dee was gone. She was one of the waitresses there. I read somewhere uh, the actors who played her didn't particularly care for that. <laughs> so, uh, and then in, it aired on Tuesday nights, uh, like with uh, Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley. It was a big hit. Then it moved, and then uh, the ratings took a nosedive. And uh, also, well, it was with Three's Company, too. So, and then, uh, so, it was a big hit in a way, but it wasn't so. Uh, Donna Pascal said she didn't understand why it was canceled. You know, she wanted to continue, but it didn't. So, uh, right now, I'm going to play the theme song to uh, Angie, and this was uh, a theme song called Different Worlds. It was performed by Marie McGovern. You may remember her from the morning after on the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> it's a catchy tune. I like it, you know, and uh, the song hit the Billboard charts, you know, very high. And uh, so just sit back and enjoy the theme song. And when I come back, I will talk about... Uh, Deborah Lee Scott for, for a bit. Okay. Thank you, everyone.
Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to Angie. Oh, that theme song is catching. I, I love it. And uh, right now I'll talk about uh, Deborah Lee Scott for a bit. Uh, she was a wonderful actress, and she was funny. I, I loved her. And she appeared in a lot of famous uh, sitcoms besides Angie. She appeared on, of course, Welcome Back, Cotter, Hatsi uh, Tatsi. <laughs> And Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. She played Mary Hartman's sister and also Forever Fernwood. And, uh, yeah, her, uh, she, her, the character's name in Hatsi Tati and Welcome Back, Cotter, she was Rosalie. That was her real name. And also uh, Mary, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Her character's name was Kathy Shumway. Yeah, she was on for a long time. And then uh, she was also in American Graffiti in the movies, also Earthquake, and also in Police Academy. <laughs> but she was well-known well in in uh, game shows. Uh, I remember Match Game, was she, she was on a lot, a lot of that. And also $20,000 Pyramid and Password Plus. And I watched a few episodes on TV and YouTube. Oh, she's, she's a good player. Whoa, you know, she, excellent player. She really was. And, uh, and, you know, but she had a troubled life and uh, she didn't do much in, interest, uh, much acting. Uh, her husband, well, not her husband, her fiance, he worked for the, uh, he was a police officer. He worked for the Port Authority of New York and he died in September 11th. Uh, and that was sad. Oh, she took, and I heard, read somewhere she took it very hard. And then, uh, then she moved to Florida and then, uh, you know, she started drinking and, uh, she, and then she died in her sleep. And that's a, that's a shame. So she never recovered from that. It, it took her very hard, but, uh, she was wonderful. I really liked her. Did, so you can watch her reruns, uh, like that. One of her first film roles was in Dirty Harry. She was in that. Yeah, I remember that. Also, there was a movie called Reincar Reincarnation of Peter Proud where that starred Michael Sarazen. I think that's how you say it. I remember him. I, I saw this movie in the theater. I think I did. Yeah. It was kind of scary like that. <laughs> so she did a lot of television, a lot of movies. So that's great. She was a great actress. All right. Next up, we have uh, from 1989, Booker. And this is a, a crime drama. And uh, this premiered on September 24th, 1989, ended May 6, 1990. It aired on the Fox Network for one season, for 22 episodes. And this, is a, this was a spinoff of 21 Jump Street. And it starred actor Richard Grieco. And his character's name was Dennis Booker. And uh, he was a, a recurring character on that police drama during its thir third season. Now, he uh, he worked for the police. And then, then he was hired by a large Japanese company to investigate some, you know, sneak, uh, suspicious insurance claims. So it didn't do very well. That the, and... Uh, but it had an interesting cast in the show. Like, for example, uh, there was, uh, of course, Richard Grieco, played by Dennis Booker. Uh, no, Dennis Booker was played by Richard Grieco. Pardon me. And uh, 
We also have uh, Carmen Argiziano. I remember him. He played the chief of staff in the TV series Melrose Place. <laughs> he was like, oh, very big guy <laughs> like that. Also, also there was uh, Marcia Strassman, Mrs. Mrs. Julie Cotter, Kate Kaplan's wife on Welcome Back, Cotter. She was in the cast. Also, there was Elaine Gazzo. Uh, the character that was played by Katie Rich, and also later on added was Lori Petty. You remember her from movies uh, A League of Their Own and Free Willy, and also the title role of Tank Girl. And there were three regulars from 21 Jump Street that uh, guest starred on Booker. One was Peter DeLuise, uh, that was Dom DeLuise's son, also Holly Robinson Pete. And also Stephen Williams. So there were three of them. Also, uh, some guest stars were Jason Priestley, Thomas Hayden Church, Ben Vereen, Mariska Hargay from Law and Order, and uh, Marsha Cross from Melrose Place. Don Cheadle was in. And uh, I, was, uh, I saw a couple episodes of the show. I did. And I, I liked it. I, I saw 21 Jump Street with uh, Johnny Depp. He was good. That, he was good in that show. It really was. They don't show it much. Uh, either, not Booker, not even 21 Jump Street. So I believe 21 Jump Street is on DVD. I think it is. I'm not sure. So right now I'm going to play the theme song for Booker. When I come back, I'll talk about Richard Grieco. Okay? So uh, here is the theme song. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Enjoyed the theme song for Booker. Let me talk a little bit about uh, Richard Grieco. Uh, he was born March 23rd, 1965. He was a fashion model and he's best known for Detective Dennis Booker in the popular series on Fox, 21 Jump Street. He was only there for the third season and then he had a spinoff uh, because the, po the character was so popular at the time. And then he appeared in a few movies. Uh, two movies well-known was from 1991, If Looks Could Kill and Mobsters. He was in that. Uh, he didn't do much acting after that. Uh, after that, he became a painter. And uh, very, well, very successful one, I've heard and read. So uh, he took an acting role here and there. Did some... Um, voice acting on that. Uh, he also appeared in the night at Rock, at the Roxbury, you know, with uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> that movie's silly. <laughs> That's, you know, but uh, 
This was a good sport. So, uh, yeah, so he did the, did some movies like that. Uh, his first acting role was in the, t- uh, the television soap opera One Life to Live. You know, and he appeared on Who's the Boss, The Facts of Life. And uh, he also appeared on Veronica Mars. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, I used to watch the show. I, miss, I must have missed him. So he's a good, he was a good actor. He's, he was good. You know, he's got that peel to women <laughs> like that. Okay. Next up, we got the television sitcom Grown Ups. And this is from 1999. And uh, this premiered on August 23rd, 1999, and ended May 22nd, 2000, on the UPN network. <laughs> it was a sitcom, lasted one season, 22 episodes, and that starred uh, Jaleel White. You may know him from Ur- Steve Urkel from Family Matters. <laughs> Here he plays a normal guy. So. <laughs> He doesn't have that voice and, you know, with the glasses and the, the pants and all that. No, he doesn't have that. <laughs> so, uh, so this was based on a story that Jaleel Wright wrote himself. That was interesting. So the plot was, it was about three post-college friends and they come to turn with their adulthood. So they became roommates and, uh, uh, the star of the cast was also Dave. Uh, so Jaleel White uh, played J. Calvin Frazier. Uh, also Dave Ruby as Gordon Hamill and Marissa Rubisi as Sherry Hamill. So uh, also in the cast, the recurring was uh, Patrick Bristow as Rodney Carruthers. Also Bumper Robinson as Marcus Wentworth and Tammy Townsend as Melissa. Uh, didn't do well in the ratings. And uh, something interesting uh, in the pilot in the pilots episode, Soil Moon Fry, also known as Punky Brewster, uh, was in the pilot, but then they cut her out. She was she was dropped. And uh, we also know her from she was in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, later on, like that. I saw the I saw the show after that, and then. Um, like I said, it uh, didn't do well in the ratings, and then it was canceled. So it went into TV oblivion. Right now, I'm going to play the theme song to Grown Ups. And when I come back, I'll talk about a little about Jaleel White. So, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you.
Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the uh, theme song to Grown Ups. We talk a little about Jaleel White. He is best known for his role as Steve Urkel, that nerd on Family Matters. Uh, I, I didn't watch Family Matters much, uh, not on a weekly basis. Uh, from off and on, he was great, you know, and uh, he... The funny thing about his character, he was only originally to be on one time, and but the audience loved him, and then he became a cast member, and it just the the ratings shot through the roof. It seems like the whole family was like put aside, and it was like the the Urkel show. It sounds like Fonzie on Happy Days in a way, but they were mostly they were on the TGIF lineup on ABC, you know, the Friday night lineup like that and uh he was a you know when you see him talking to his regular voice and you're uh, like a regular person he seems like a very nice guy and like that but that's just a character that's just a character of him and he uh, appeared in other shows like that and uh, i remember from dancing with the stars i saw him that he was pretty good you know and he never did the urkel voice nope not one Mm-mm. Not, not, not even, uh, not even at all. He did not did it. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> but that's, uh, but Family Matters was not his first uh, sitcom. There was another sitcom called Charlie and Company that ran for 18 episodes from 1985 to 1986 on CBS. And that starred Flip Wilson and Gladys Knight. That one I watched. And I had no idea that Julia White would go, go to stardom as Urkel on the show. He played like a normal kid on the show. <laughs> like the, and uh, did a lot of, uh, did a few TV roles like Mr. Belvedere and Good Morning Miss Bliss. He was in the pilot like that. And, uh, but after he did appear as Urkel in other two sitcoms on the TGIF block, you know, comedy block, Full House and Step by Step. He did that. Also did voice act, acting like Sonic the Hedgehog. Also, he did the voice of that. Also, uh, Scooby-Doo uh, cartoons. And uh, also appeared in gra- dramas like Boston Legal. Also did that. NCIS, you know, CIS. Hawaii Five O, the new one. So he's a busy guy and very talented uh, young man. Okay. Next up for the final show, we have the uh, the crime drama, The Forgotten. Tell you, just I forgot about this show. <laughs> so this was a crime drama, and this uh, first aired September twenty second, two thousand nine, ended July third, twenty ten. On ABC, ran for an hour, had uh, uh, 17 episodes, one one unaired pilot. Not just one, but it did. Excuse me. And uh, let's see. So this starred uh, Christian Slater as Alex Donovan. Now, the the plot of this, the premise of this show is like uh, it was a group of dedicated uh, detectives, uh, members of the Forgotten Network. And they're trying to reconstruct the pieces of these uh, John and Jane Doe's 
of their lives and whatever evidence they had. And the, each episode was narrated by the bot by a body when they tried to figure this out. I saw this show. It's very interesting, kind of, you know, kind of like X Files, you know, atmosphere like that. And uh, Christian Slater did a good job. I, I liked him in that. And in the cast was, of course, Christian Slater as Alex Donovan. Uh, also, Heather Stevens as Lizzie Drake. She appeared only from 1 to 13 episodes. Also, uh, Michelle Borth as Candace Butler. Anthony Carrigan as Tyler Davies. I remember him from Victor Saz and Gotham because I'm a comic book fan. And uh, he played that role brilliantly. He was very good at that. Also, Bob Stevenson as Walter Bailey, Rochelle Aetis, I think that's how you say your name, as Grace Russell. Also, from episodes 12 to 17, you have Elizabeth Cuthbert as Maxine Denver. And uh, the ratings didn't do well, and uh, it was heavily promoted. So, um, I don't think it was uh, Christian Slater's first role. I will talk a little bit about him. Uh, as soon as I played the uh, tra the TV trailer, Forgotten, The Forgotten, it's about three minutes long. So sit back and enjoy, and then I'll talk a little bit about Christian Slater. Okay? Thank you, everyone. Look at them all, heading to work, living their lives. I was like them. I was like you. And this happened to me. <laughs> now I'm here, in the dark, nameless, and waiting, and forgotten. From executive producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Highway Jane. Strang. Interstate 88. No ID on the body, no DNA match in the database. Remember, this is about her story. Because without who is it... Then there's no who done it. And a murderer goes free. We are the forgotten. And our only hope of being remembered is people that still care. You know we identified 17 victims last year and helped catch the killers a dozen times. What's the first thing that happens when you're brought into this world? You get a name. So you should have it when you leave. She died here. This is where it ended for her. And this is where it begins for us. We're just looking for anybody who knows this girl. But I'm watching you. This is her. This is our girl. What's the point? Three years ago, my daughter Lucy was kidnapped. Is she dead? Maybe. But I don't know. My family is out there, too, wondering what happened to me. Hoping someday they'll get an answer. But first, they have to find out who I was. Here's what we've got. Black nail polish. Blue tattoo on her ankle. Looks like uh, maybe a foreign alphabet. It's not letters. Why didn't I notice it before? Notice what? It's a pitchfork. Maybe we're looking for a mascot. There are 15 high schools in Illinois and Iowa that have devils for mascots. Well, this one's blue. Collins High. We're hoping one of you can tell us exactly who she is. Hey. You know her? Tracy. 
monster, Tracy. <laughs> I had plans, dreams. I had a family. <laughs> Finally, my family knows what happened to me. When I go to bed tonight, for the first time in a long time, I'll grieve. But I won't worry. Thank you for bringing my daughter back. It wasn't just me. A lot of people helped. Are they here with you? They're everywhere. And we're everywhere, too. Nameless and forgotten. My name is Tracy Benedict. And these are the people who gave it back to me. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the trailer for The Forgotten. Uh, seems kind of long, but it sounds so interesting to listen. Uh, actor Christian Slater, uh, what can I say about him? He's a great actor. Uh, he made his film debut in the lead role of The Legend of Billie Jean. I think it's by Helen Slater in the movie. Uh, they had that theme song Invincible by Pat Benatar. That's a great song. I like that. But his most famous role was in this in the movie Heathers. And uh, I saw Heathers briefly. Uh, I didn't see I've got to watch that movie. I heard it's excellent. And uh, he sort of stole the movie. And uh, he did uh, let's see what other films he did. He also did the Interview with the Vampire. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That was all in the 90s. A Broken Arrow. Uh, the Gleaming of the Cube, Cube. Excuse me. Pump Up the Volume. I saw that movie. That's pretty good. And lots of them. Lots of movies. Uh, he's still acting through this day. And uh, he, did vo he does voice work. He did that. He reminds me of Jack Nicholson. A lot of people have said that. The media has said that, and uh, it, it's funny. A lot of, there was like a rumor that maybe this is Jack Nicholson's son. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's no way. But uh, he's a charming guy, and uh, so he's had some troubles, you know, per, in his personal life. But he's doing all right, so that's good. And I hope he continues to act. He really does. Let's see what else he did. Uh, oh, he was also in Tucker, The Man in His Dreams from 1988. Also, let's see, The Name of the Rose and uh, Young Guns 2. He was in that. And uh, let's see. Oh, he was also, uh, he was in Austin Powers, but he was uh, uncredited. I remember that. He was in that. Oh, he was funny in that thing. <laughs> uh, his t t television role. He did some television. Uh, did some. This. Uh, let's see. He did uh, a few crime, uh, TV soaps. All My Children, Ryan's Hope, and All My Children. Also guest starred on TV shows Crime Story, The Equalizer, L.A. Law. Uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was in The West Wing. Uh, so he's uh, so he does an, he does acting in television and movies. So uh, he's everywhere. 
So that's that's good to know. I'm glad. Okay. So that is it for the show. So I'm going to do a recap of what I talked about today. So uh, from the late 1940s, uh, I talked about the te- uh, television variety series Admiral Broadway Review. From the 1950s, the television sitcom The Betty Hutton Show. From the 1960s, the animated TV series The Ant and the Aardvark. From the 1970s, the television sitcom Angie. From the 1980s, the crime drama Booker. From the 1990s, the TV sitcom Grown Ups. And from the 2000s, the crime, a TV crime drama that is The Forgotten. Whew. That's an interesting list you know, that I discuss. So our next episode might come next weekend. That'll be episode 32. I'll do some more research and talk about more of TV shows that went that are rarely syndicated and went into TV oblivion. And uh, unless I mention, mention them when you listen to this podcast. Once this podcast is published, it'll be available wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also be on my video, uh, excuse me, uh, on YouTube, on my video channel, uh, the same name, TV Oblivion, the podcast, that will be available this afternoon. Uh, Once that's ready, I will post it on my social media accounts, on Facebook and Twitter. You'll get to see that. Okay. So this is Pete Costanis, your host of TV Oblivion, the podcast. Everyone have a great day. And so that's the end of the show, folks. And here's the pick and pluck song to end the show. Thank you, everyone. Take care.